You're listening to Compassion Church Dixon Podcast. Anybody been on a cruise before? Anybody love cruises? Where's my wife at? She's normally in the front row. Where's she go? She's here somewhere. Where is she? Oh, she's up in the top. What are you doing up there? <laughs> Dang, was it that bad you had to get away from the front row? I'm just kidding. She, she loves cruises. She's like already planning our next one. And like, that's, that's her thing. We like to travel. And so that's like her dream is to either live on a cruise ship or on the beach, right? Yeah. Yeah. Anybody else want to live on the beach? Yeah. yeah. We, that's kind of a dream that we have. Actually, it's kind of like why I got this puzzle at the front of it. It's a... It's a, it's a uh, motorhome on the beach, right? But I probably can't afford a beach house, but maybe I can afford a trailer on the beach. <laughs> it's the best I can do, babe. Dream bigger. Amen. Anybody else got a dream though? Anybody else dream? We all have dreams. And just like the, the box top, it's funny because we do, we want to travel. We, we love to travel. And, and literally our, our prayer to God is, hey, let us travel. Jesus, let us travel. Um, but, but sometimes, right, God's box top may not be our, our box top. You ever notice that? So I, I've got a box top. I want to live on the beach. And the only place I moved to in the last five years was Kennett, Missouri. <laughs> it wasn't the beach. But sometimes it's, it's not necessarily our plan. It's God's plan. Just like, just like a puzzle, the picture is the completed product, right? How often do we have a completed product in our lives of what it will be compared to what God's would be? And God's is sometimes different, isn't it? Did you know that God's box top is the plan for your life? And sometimes the box top we have pictured for our life is not the same as God's box top, right? So how does that work when God has a plan for us, but we don't necessarily understand or want the plan God has for us? Anybody ever been there before? God, I know this is what you want me to do, but I don't, I don't really know if I want to do that. I'd rather be on the beach. I'd, I'd rather live on, on the beach. I'd rather do I'd rather... What happens when the plan for your life is not what God has planned for your life? And how often do we come into contact? Because we all have dreams, right? We all want to do different things. But what we've got to understand today is that God has a plan for each of us, right? So God's box top is the plan for your life. So what, what I want us to hear today is, one, there's a plan for everybody. Here, let, let me just share that with you right here. Jeremiah 1.5, before I shaped you in the womb, I knew all about you. Before you saw the light of day, I had holy plans for you. Now, let me stop right there. He has holy plans for you. How many plans have we made that are holy? Let's just get real. Like some of them, don't get me wrong, but I, when we talk about going and living on the beach or on a cruise ship, I mean, we're, we're going to spend time with Jesus, but it, it's, it's more about us, right? Sometimes our dreams are more about us than they are about God. But it says right here that his plans for us Right? What he has planned for us is holy. Which tells me one thing. I'm going to have to get in line with his plan. He's not going to get in line with mine. Right? Next, Jeremiah, we all, we've all heard this one, 29-11. For I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. They are plans for good and not for disaster, to give you a future and a hope. So in other words, the plans he has for us may not be what we want, but they're, they're to have a future and a hope. You know what that future and hope is? To bring other people into the knowledge of him. 
That's what the future of hope is. It's to bring others into the, to, the, to, the, to the hope and the knowledge of who he is in them. So your box top today, your puzzle, right? Anybody in here do puzzles? Man, not many. There's more people in the first service does puzzles. Let's do that again. Anybody, anybody do, do puzzles? Let me ask this. Anybody finish puzzles? <laughs> does your box top match God's? Because the box top he has for you are the plans he has for you. It may not look like you want it to look. It may not look like you ever imagined that it would look. But it's something that he's planned. It's about him. So what do we do when they don't match, right? What do we do when, when my plan for me is not what God's plan is for me? What do we typically do? <laughs> she said cry. I know for me sometimes I just make the wrong decisions. Right? Have you ever made wrong decisions in your life? Have you ever, when you're working a puzzle, right, when you, when you lay out all the pieces, because what you have to do is literally lay them all out, right, and turn them up on so you can see them, right? Did you know that before you can ever put anything together, they all have to be out on the table? That means you've got to work before you see anything. See, sometimes in life, we're going to have to work at it. We're going to have to unload some things and begin to look at what's around us before we ever get to do anything, before we ever get to see anything. Often we're asking God for the box top for the completion before we've done anything to see it. How many of us expect God to put the puzzle together for us? Yeah, I mean, really, that's just honest. The reality is, is God, I wish you would put the puzzle together for me. That just means I wouldn't have to go through the hard times. I wouldn't have to go through the hurt and the pain of somebody hurting me. I wouldn't have to go through the relationship things that, that I've been through. I wouldn't have to go through the, 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 the family situations that I've gone through. I wouldn't have to see people get hurt. God, would you just put it together for me? And guess what his answer is? Nope. I'll let you put it together. And let you see what I have in store for you. Because if he put it together for us, we would never appreciate what he had. If he gave us everything... He gave us all of it. What happens when you think you can make pieces fit in the wrong place? Have you ever done that with puzzles? Hang on. You know what I'm talking about, right? It looks like it's supposed to fit. It looks like it needs to fit, especially those nature puzzles. Anybody done a nature puzzle? 75% are green or blue. And like it's supposed to fit. And so you begin to, to force things into play. When, when his plan don't line up with my plan, do I force things into play? When, when I want the relationship he knows I don't need, do I force things to happen? Right, but God, I, I think that I can change that person. God, I think if I just pray hard enough, they'll change. Enough. No, they won't. Honey, you can't change him. Only Jesus can change him. So stop trying to force something you can't do. He, he, it doesn't fit. Right, stop putting pieces in the wrong place. How many of us have done that in the past? Yeah, man, I, I need that job because that job is a pay raise and that pay raise can, can literally take my family to the next level financially. It can set me up to retire. It can set my family up in a way that financially we would never have. But do you know what that could do to your family spiritually? See, oftentimes we see the financial blessing, but we don't see the spiritual harm. And too often we're looking for, for the physical and the money and the monetarily things with jobs and, and future, but we don't see that it's going to take us away from our family. And we begin to focus on what we see and what we want because today's culture is all about what we want, 
right? It's about feeling good. It's about being comfortable. It's about having what we want. Anybody else feel the same way? Don't, don't lie to me. You like to get what you want? I like to get what I want. Ask my wife. She says, I don't stop until I get what I want. That's why she's sitting up there. Far enough away. But think about that. How often do we try to fit things into places they don't fit? We try to do things we were never supposed to do. And it leads us to places we never wanted to go. It puts us in situations, honestly, that we never needed to be in, right? And so we've got to stop trying to put things in places where they don't fit. We've got to, we've got to literally just, just trust God. How many of you have trouble trusting God? Yeah, all of us. Uh, some of y'all are scared to raise your hand. Let me just tell you, i got issues. Right? I'm going to raise mine all the time. The reality is, is I, I struggle at times to trust God with the pieces of my life. To trust God. We, we just moved this weekend for the second time in, I guess, a year. We're fixing to hopefully move again in the next three to six months. But we've been trying to buy, but we haven't found the house that we felt like it was, was our house. And with today's market, can I get an amen? you got to get what you want, right? Because it's high. And if I'm going to spend that kind of money, I want to have what I want. And so it's not that we hadn't found really nice houses, but we haven't found the one that was for us. And so now we're having to, to, to move and, and, and rent kind of again. And it's like, I, I don't want to do this, but they wouldn't. They wouldn't do month to month, and I'm not staying there for another year. And I'm like, but God, we could just go ahead and buy this house, but it's not the right fit. I could go ahead and do this, but it's not the right fit. So I could make the decision that I want to make, right, and put myself in a situation that he never intended for me. See, I've got to trust that he has what's best for me in store. Amen. And so, God, I may not want to move where you've got me moving right now, which is far too close to the church, right? <laughs> far too close to the church. I don't want to do that, God, but I'm going to trust you because I believe on the other side of this, you've got something I couldn't, I couldn't provide. So I've got to trust him in that. I, it's not the peace that I want. It's not the, but I can't force the peace because if I force the peace, I'm putting myself in a bad situation. So we've got to trust him in all those areas. We've got to trust that his top is better than ours. What, what happens when you see all the pieces, right? And it's overwhelming, Right. Anybody ever get overwhelmed when you open up a puzzle? It's like, are you kidding? 2,000 pieces. Why do they have to make up 2,000 pieces? Why? Why do I have to go through so many different things to see the completion come to pass? Why, why do I have to work so hard to see the result? We got to trust God because it's his plan. Second one is this. Your box is full of opportunities. Your pieces are opportunities. Say that with me. Your box is full of pieces and opportunity. There's opportunity right here. Every piece is an opportunity for you, right? Opportunity to do good, opportunity to do bad, right? Opportunity to make the right decision, the wrong decision. It's opportunities. And if we use these opportunities, right? But we also got to realize that not all good opportunities are God opportunities. Sometimes something good is, is in play for you, but it's not God. And you've got to recognize that and be paying attention and spend time with God. I mean, I'm spitting up here. I'm sorry. I'm glad you are far enough back. But there are opportunities. L listen to this. If you don't pay attention to the opportunities, the enemy will take them from you. See, there's opportunities for us to show people the love of Jesus in moments we may not even realize. 
There's opportunities for us to, to show Jesus to people at work that maybe we've missed in the past. There are opportunities. Every day is an opportunity. Every piece is an opportunity to, to share Jesus. Every piece is an opportunity to, to make a good decision, a God decision, right? Anybody ever make bad decisions? Look, I did yesterday. Was it yesterday? Was it yesterday? Was it yesterday or the day before, Pastor Dennis? Me and you talk. Yesterday. I had a, yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm, I confess. That's me. I had a conversation with Pastor Dennis yesterday, and I got frustrated. Anybody ever been frustrated before? Yeah, I had to repent to him this morning. The problem was he repented to me first. And I was the one that needed to apologize. But I got frustrated, and sometimes when I get frustrated, I just start spewing at the mouth. Anybody else been there before? It's just like opportunity. Opportunity lost right there. Like it's just, just stupid. And it wasn't anything really bad. It was just an attitude. Like my wife says I have an attitude, and I agree now. Dennis told me it was an attitude. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm teasing, but the reality is it was an opportunity for me to act like Jesus, and I didn't act like Jesus. You know why? Because I wanted my way. And I'd been moving all day, and I was ticked off, and I was tired. Like, really, I'm not in shape, and moving wore me out. <laughs> like, seriously. But we have opportunities. Now, thank God he's a man of God, and he loves me, and he knows me, and we've known each other for years. He's the first person I served in ministry with years and years ago. We're, 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 we're buddies. I almost said we love each other. That was weird. <laughs> but we do. But, but we have these opportunities. And if we're not careful, the enemy will take them from us. Listen, John 10, 10, it says this. It says, the thief does not come except to steal and to kill and to destroy. You are facing an enemy that's trying to destroy you. Trying to kill and take you out. Trying to take the opportunities from you. It says, I have come that they may have life and that they may have it more abundantly. In other words, every piece, every opportunity God has given you and he wants it to be abundant. Use it to the best of your capability and allow the opportunities to be used for his glory. Every time that somebody hurts you, don't lash out. Anybody got people at work that they've, they've, they've hurt you? They've said things about you? Anybody got a Karen that they work with? <laughs> Sorry if your name's Karen. I apologize. I'm, I'm teasing. James 2.18 says, but someone will say, you have faith and I have works. Show me your faith apart from your works and I'll show you my faith by my works. That's the opportunity. The opportunity is to show people your faith in Jesus through each and every opportunity. And not oftentimes do we do that. And when we don't do that, here's what we do. We throw a wrench in the old box top, which means it's going to take a little longer to complete. Right? Have you ever just messed up a piece trying to put one in? Like you bent the end of it and it wouldn't go in? Yeah, that's, that's what we do. It's like we just, we just jack it all up. But there's opportunity in everything that we do and every day that we, the, the pieces bring opportunities, opportunities to love people, opportunities to, man, to change the world, opportunities to, to lead people into the presence of Jesus, opportunities to invite them to church, opportunities to, to, to bring them with you on a Sunday morning and allow them to enter into the presence of God into a worship. Did you, what about worship this morning? You know, what, you know what I like about worship? They took an opportunity to tell the devil, we ain't stopping here. We, we're not going to stop at a wall. We're going to bust it down. And the reality was it was an opportunity to say, you know what? We're not finished. 
and we're, ta- we're, we're running through whatever it is that's holding us back, that, that's an opportunity. Leading people into the presence of Jesus is an opportunity. And we've got to use them opportunities. We've got to take advantage of the opportunities. How often have, have you missed an opportunity? I've missed opportunities. But we've got to take advantage of them. Third one is this. Every piece has its place. Every piece, every piece has its place. In other words, you have a place. You have a place. You may not feel like you have a place. Have you ever felt like you didn't fit in? That's right. Let's, let's get honest. Anybody ever felt like they didn't fit in? It can, it can be easy to feel that way. I, I don't fit in. I'm not like everybody else. Every piece, let, let me tell you something. Every piece has its place. Every person in this room today, every person that attends this church, every, pla- every person that calls this place their home church, every person that will call this place their home church, you have a place and a purpose. And, and your peace means everything to somebody else. See, God's given you a picture, right? God's given you a, a picture, but you only make it complete one piece at a time. And the reality is it takes every piece to complete the picture. And whether that's serving in kids' ministry or whether that's leading a C group or whether that's opening a door for somebody and smiling and showing them the love of Jesus, every piece has its place. Maybe it's a prayer warrior. You're called to pray. Pray. Maybe you're a teacher. Lead a C group. Every piece has its place, right? See, for a long time, there's been... Many times, actually not for a long, many times I didn't feel like I fit. Now, oftentimes I don't fit into my clothes and I got to buy new ones. <laughs> I had to go buy this shirt last night. And I said, wait, they keep getting bigger. They keep making the shirts bigger. I don't know what's going on. It's got nothing to do with me at all. But we all have a place. We all fit. We got to find the place that we fit. We do a whole lot around here to try to make sure people find their place in ministry, right? We have C groups that we want people to get involved in. We have a class called Discover or What's Next. You need, if you, if you haven't found your place yet, jump into the What's Next class or Discover class. Jump into some of that so that we can help you find the place that you fit because we all fit. Some of you may be thinking, well, you just don't know how, how messed up my past is. I don't care how messed up your past is. I'm talking about today. And you can be messed up today and Jesus still use you today. Did you know that? You can still have issues and Jesus still use you. You fit. Peter was used. You know that, right? Everybody knows Peter in the Bible? Yeah, Peter denied Jesus three times and and it wasn't too many hours after that, right? It wasn't months and weeks. It wasn't too many hours after that. He preached and 3,000 men came to know Jesus. After he denied Jesus. After he denied him, it took one encounter for him to get right. And then he preached, and 3,000 people came to know Jesus. 3,000 men. See, everybody fits. Everybody has a place. Even Peter ran his mouth. Peter ran his, he talked way too much. Anybody in here talk way too much? Yeah. He tried to cut a man's ear off. He did cut it off. And Jesus put it back on. Here's the thing. Peter still fit. All the mistakes. He was human. He messed up. Just because you mess up doesn't mean you don't fit. Actually, you fit better because you mess up. 
He's got a place for you in order to heal you and fix you. And it's just realizing that, you know what? As jacked up as I am, I still fit. Yeah, Pastor Tommy, you don't know how bad it is. Yeah, I know how bad it is. You don't know how bad mine was. You don't know how messed up I was. You don't know how broken. You don't know how many pieces I was. But piece by piece, he began to put it back together. And piece by piece with you, he'll put it back together. Peter preached, 3,000 people got saved. 3,000 men got saved. He goes on, the, the, it jumps from Acts 2 to Acts 3, and Peter and John are on their way to the church to go and pray, right? They're just going to pray. And when they get there, I'm going to read in just a minute, but I want, I want to tell you a little bit about the story before I get to it. There's, there's this beggar that's on the stairs of the church. And he's been brought to the stairs of the church for over 40 years, begging for some relief, begging for money, begging so that he would feel better, begging. And every day, his neighbors would pick him up and take him to that place. See, the cool thing about those neighbors is they had a place in his life too. For every day, they would pick him up. Some of you, right now, your place is to carry your neighbor into the presence of Jesus. For some of you, you're tired of carrying your family member and picking them up over and over and over again. 40 years they carried him to the steps. 40 years the same problem. He couldn't walk. He was crippled. He couldn't, he couldn't stand on his own two feet. He, he was crippled. Now, you may not be crippled right physically or your family member may not be crippled physically, but maybe they are spiritually. And maybe it's your place to pick them up and carry them. They carried him for over 40 years and Peter and John walk up and this is Acts chapter four, chapter three, verse four says, Peter and John looked at him intently and Peter said, look at us. The lame man looked at them eagerly expecting some money. Let me stop right there for a minute. Because what if what you're expecting is the wrong thing? See, he's been there asking for money all along. And Peter and John show up and it's not money that he needs. How many of us are, are looking for the wrong thing, right? How many of us are asking for the wrong thing and, and God's just waiting on us to jump into the right thing? Trust him and, 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 and lean into what he has for us. Peter says this, listen, but Peter said, I don't have any silver or gold for you, but I'll give you what I have. In the name of Jesus Christ, the Nazarene, get up and walk. Everybody say, get up. Get up. Get up. He said, get up and walk. Get up and walk. Now listen, then Peter took the lame man by the right hand and helped him up. Then Peter took the lame man by the right hand and helped him up. He didn't look at him and say, get up and walk away. He looked at him and said, in the name of Jesus, in the power of Jesus, right, get up. And then he picked him up by the right hand. And he helped him up. He literally helped him up and and as he did, right, the, the man's feet and his ankles were instantly, instantly healed and strengthened. Over 40 years, he hasn't been able to walk. And in an instant, when someone comes and says, in the name of Jesus, and then helps him up. See, that was Peter's place that day. But if Peter would have given up back when he denied Jesus three times, what would happen to that man? 
What about the men that carried him to the steps every day for over 40 years? The place that they played in the man's life. See, everybody's got a place, right? Everybody's got, don't, don't get scared. I'm coming down there, right? Y'all good? Everybody's got a place. Everybody has a place. Everybody fits somewhere. How often are we, we looking for places to fit and it, it doesn't necessarily fit the way that God wanted it to fit? Have we ever been there before? Like we had a plan and, and, and our plan is not what God's was. Oftentimes what we do is we shut the door on God's plan and we do our own thing, right? But that's not what he wants us to do. He wants us to, to keep putting the pieces together. Even when it's not what we want, he wants us to put the pieces together. Even when they wanted to stop carrying that man to the church because they were tired of it. He didn't do anything to get better. He got negative. Hey, let me tell you something. If I was crippled for 40 years, I'd be negative too. Please somebody share with me Jesus, right? That's what I'm saying is thank God they, they played their part in the piece because it fit. Here's what Peter did. Peter took him by the hand and he lifted him up. He, he, he took him by the hand and he lifted, she's, she's pregnant, I gotta be careful. He took him by the hand and he lifted him up and he held him. He didn't leave him. He held him. He stayed right there with him. You go on into chapter four and you read how the, the crippled beggar is still with, with Peter and John. The next day, holding him up, making sure he's strong enough. See, every piece has its place. Every, every piece plays a part. And Brandon, every piece of your life, and Laura, every piece of your life has, has played a part. Brandon and Laura are, are, are missionaries from Africa. Now, let me tell you just, just a minute. I, I love this about Brandon because I learned it yesterday, but Brandon played professional basketball overseas and had dreams of being in the NBA, right? And there was a moment that those dreams ended. And that probably wasn't the best of times when you realized you weren't going to make it in the NBA, right? That's weird for me to say that, because I was never going to make it in the NBA. <laughs> but I want you to think about something. He, 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 had a, he had a box top, and he had an opportunity. I can't reach that or I would get it. He had an opportunity to, to push that aside and say, you know what, God, I, I didn't get what I wanted, so I'm done. But instead of being in the NBA today, he now lives in Africa ministering to people that need Jesus. Yeah. Ministering to people that need Jesus. See, it wasn't the piece that he wanted because let's just get real. If he had what he wanted, he would have been playing for the Lakers. Oh, yeah. yeah. But God has something more important for him. It wasn't about a basketball court not in the name of Jesus. It was about families in Africa in the name of Jesus. And what he's done is he's fulfilling God's plan for his life. She's fulfilling God's plan for his life. And it's like Peter just held on to him and he lifted him up. And that's what they're doing to these, these kids in Africa. Let me tell you a little bit about what they're doing. And it started with six kids. And what's the little boy's name, the main one? George. So George, it started with George and five other kids, Laura, and six boys. Today, those six boys are leading 200 every week. 200 every week. But here, 
It's right here. Because they're lifting up George's and they're walking with George. It's not about a meal once a week. It's about a meal and a Bible study and getting mom Jesus and getting mom a job and getting the kids back with mom, right? That's what it's about. It's not about a one-time decision. It's about a lifelong thing. And so what's happening is, 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 is God's box top. They're fulfilling what God's doing. They're changing the world. And can I tell you this? Forget the NBA. You're getting Jesus to people who have never heard of Jesus. That's far bigger than any NBA. I appreciate you. And you. here's the cool thing about all that they're doing is we get to be a part of it. We give each and every month to these guys. But we're also fixing to start going and serving over there with them. This is Dennis Bailey. Dennis is is stepping in and he's leading one of our mission, mission teams, our overseas mission teams, and we're going to be going over to Africa. Anybody ever wanted to go to Africa? Yeah. I'm talking, they minister to kids and people in the second largest slum in the world. Some dangerous places. And we're going to get to go be a part of that. Go get to be a part of their box top. But here's the funny thing. Their box top, you've got a piece that fits in it too. And maybe it's to go, maybe it's to support, whatever that may be. Maybe it's prayer. But here's what I want you to do. If you're interested at all, they're going to be out at the next steps counter after the service. And I want you to go and talk to them. I think we need to send a bunch of people over there so that we can serve people. But here's the funny thing. It'll do more for you than it'll ever do for anybody else. Thank you guys for what you do. Thank you for trusting God. Right? Thank you. Thank you. Oh, hang on. It's these pieces. Every piece put into place brings completion. I'm throwing the camera guys off way, way off. Are y'all cool with that? But the reality is, is your piece put into place brings completion. So Michael, when you put your piece into place, it brings completion. Amen. When you put another piece in place, it begins to bring completion. Christina, when you put your piece, it may not be easy, but when you put your piece, you can take it, please, take it. <laughs> take, take it. It may be difficult. It may be harder. James, James, James has been in our parking lot. How long have you been serving in the parking lot? Long, he said, for a while now, since I've been here. <laughs> serving in the parking lot, serving Jesus, right? God is moving in your life, is he not? Yes. Big time. Yes. Like big time, right? Didn't you just get a new job? No, I ain't got a job yet. He, he's, he's working on a new job. God's bringing him a new job. Yes. He's faithful. And it's one piece at a time. And the fact that you're still here and the things that you've been through, it's one piece at a time. It's trusting him. It's trusting him. It's bringing it to completion, girl. CR, one person, one piece. Look, look, Dixon County, turning it upside down. And you're a huge piece of that. And God's got a plan for not just, just our CR, but it's the counties. And it's not just going to be in the gym, it's going to be in this room. And we have a vision, and you have a dream that it's in here, and it's full of people needing Jesus and needing freedom, right? One piece at a time. It's going to happen. One piece at a time. Just one piece at a time. Keep killing them deer. <laughs> I'm messing with him. I had to do that. We was talking about deer hunting earlier. That's all he eats is venison, isn't it? Crazy. But the reality is, is your pieces bring completion. Right? Your pieces bring completion. What time is it? I got to hurry. Oh, help me, Jesus. They bring completion. And, and too often, when we don't see completion quick enough, 
We get tired and we, we, we've been hurt and we don't want to deal with it anymore, right? We don't get what we want, so we give up on it. I didn't get the NBA, so I'm not doing what you want, God. No, that's not what Brandon did. Brandon said, God, I trust you. And it may not be the picture that I had, but it's the picture that you have. Will you throw me that? Here's the cool thing about God. When you throw one away, he gives you another one. He ain't done. What's this guy? Here's the funny thing about that. It's the same picture he had the first time. You just went a different way to get it. And it's still in the package. And some of you today have thrown away your box tops. Some of you today have thrown away what God has given you. Some of you today have given up on your dreams because they were your dreams. Here's what I'm here to tell you. God's not done yet. He's not done and he's still got the same plan he had for you in the beginning. Amen. The same plan. The reality for me was I made some decisions and some of us in this room have made decisions that throw things away. But God. But God. I'm thankful. that he didn't give up on me. Some of you have given up on him. And today is time for you to pick the pieces back up. I don't know who you are in the room, but you've thrown in the towel. You said, I'm done. You said, God can't use me. That's a lie from the devil. God will use you, just allow him to. You said, God can't do anything with me. Yes, he can do everything with you. Just allow him to. I want you to stand to your feet just for a moment. Here's what I want to do. I think there's people in the room that, that God's given you some dreams. And maybe you didn't like it or you didn't necessarily see it, but you gave up on it. And maybe you've had some dreams yourself that you feel like God has inspired and you've given up on them. Here's what I want you to do. I want you in just a moment, I'm going to say a prayer and I want you to come up here and pick up a puzzle piece that's going to signify you picking the pieces back up. Because it's too easy when you're so broken to drop the pieces and never pick them back up. But he is waiting for you to pick them back up. He is waiting for you to begin to pick up the pieces and put them back together so that he can fulfill his box top. Six boys it started with who were ministering to 200 on the weekly basis. Who, who knows what will happen in the next year, two years, three years, five years, ten years. Thousands of people will come to know Jesus. Thousands of kids will come back into their homes with their families because you guys trusted God's plan. There's the cool thing about that, guys. The plan's the same for all of us. It may not be in Africa. Maybe it's in Dixon, Tennessee. You know how many people need Jesus in Dixon, Tennessee? You know how many people need the love of Jesus? You know how many kids, right, need Jesus in Dixon, Tennessee? We can minister right where we're at. Some of you have given up on the dream that God has given you. Some of you have given up because it got difficult. You opened the box. You opened the box, and it was, it was just like, oh, that's overwhelming. I can't do that. Anybody felt that way? I can't do that. Yes, you can. One piece at a time. It's just like a puzzle. You turn all the pieces over and you get the outer edges first, right? And once you get the outer edges, you can start putting the middle in place. 
Come pick up your piece. I want you to bow your heads and close your eyes right now. Maybe you're in here and you need to pick up the pieces of your life. You need to pick up the pieces. You've walked away from Jesus. Maybe you don't have a relationship with Jesus, but you need Jesus today. If that's you, slip up your hand across this room. I need Jesus. I need to make him the Lord of my life. Yeah, raise him up high. I need to make that decision today. Yeah, I see you. I see you. You can put your hands down. Maybe you're in here today and you, you do know Jesus. You have a relationship, but you've, you've kind of strayed away and you've given up on the things that he called you to do. You've given up on some of the things that you know you should be doing for him. Raise your hand all across this room. Yeah. Hands up going everywhere. Here's what I want you to do. We're going to go back into a song just for a moment. And then Barry will come up and kind of help close out the service. But here's what I want you to do. As we go into this song, I want you to come to this altar, pick up a piece, and I want you just to pray and tell God, I love you, God. I'm back. I'm picking up the pieces, and I trust you because I know your plans are far better than mine. It's that simple. It's realizing that what he has for us is better than what we have for us. It's realizing that when it's not my way, it's his way. It's realizing that, you know what? God knows what he's doing. And Tommy don't know what he's doing. When we realize that, it changes things. I'm going to say a prayer. When I say amen, we're going to go back into worship. And I want you to come get a piece of the puzzle. Lord, thank you for what you're doing in this room today. Thank you, God, for those people who have, who have said they need to come back to Jesus. And I pray right now that they would give their lives to you that they would say that prayer of repentance and, and, and ask you to come into their heart and be the Lord of their life. It's that simple. It's life change. God, in this moment, there's a lot of people in this room that raised their hands saying they need to pick the pieces back up. Some of them are hurt. Some of them have been through some things. Some of them need healing. Some of them, there's so many things happening in this room. And, and you know what? The cool thing about it is, God, you, you have the answers. And as they pick these pieces up, here's, here's what they're signifying. God, they're turning it over to you. They trust you. They trust that your plan, your box top, is what's best for them. In Jesus' name, I, in Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to today's episode. For more information about Compassion Church Dixon, go to our website, CompassionDixon.Church. If you would like to become a monthly financial partner, go to our website and click Give. Join us on Sundays in person or online, and be sure to follow us on social media. Also, be sure to share this episode with someone or online and tag us. Until next time.